We are so thankful for this podcast episode sponsor, Catholic Match. Online dating has become the new norm. Online dating is now equal in some cases to the most prominent way that couples meet. So why not try a faith-focused dating app? Start a relationship knowing that you already share the same faith. That is where Catholic Match comes in. It's easy. Catholic Match is here to support single Catholics from all over the world by allowing them to easily connect online. We receive amazing stories each week about Catholic couples that have met there. Just use the app on our website to start connecting with Catholics all over the world. Everyone can make a free profile in just minutes and start meeting other single Catholics now. Thank you so much for Catholic Match for sponsoring this week's episode of Abiding Together. Hi, friends, and welcome to season 11 of the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement in your journey with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and we talk about all things Christ, about life, about beauty, about sorrow. We laugh, we cry, you'll fit right in. (laughs) So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. Michelle's kicking me under the table right now in the spirit of oh my full gosh. disclosure. Totally she totally started it. I'm not no. going to even, yeah, and that's what's going on. Okay, okay so. whatever. We're hungry. Are we doing, are we yeah, doing no, the good. sister? No, we're doing mothers. Mothers. So we're like, we're trying to, yeah, we're trying to grow. So welcome back to our series. Oh my goodness, White on... Christmas was on the other day and I saw your sister's oh, this song. This is a total <laughs> tangent. This is a total, I don't know where we're going right now. Sorry, okay. you should sing sister song. We did last time. Oh. Was that sister? Yeah, we sang yeah, a sister. It was a duet. It was lovely. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Okay. Where anyway, I don't remember. It's okay. It was remember. a long time ago. It's been a long day. It has. Yeah. Been. Here we are. Okay. So, here we go. So we mm. are uh, journeying into our second part of our series on motherhood. So last week we talked about uh, the power of motherhood and about receptivity, and this week we're going to talk about the wounds of a mother, and we're also going to talk about the gen the feminine genius attribute of generosity. Right. So once again, we'll start with our our biblical quote. We've been using one quote for every identity, and we'll keep reading that, just allowing it to sink more deeply into our hearts. So our guiding scripture for our series on motherhood is from uh, the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 1, verses 4 to 5. And he says this, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So Heather, as we dive into this second part of our series on motherhood, what are some things that stir in your heart as we talk about wounds of a mother and kind of where we're going to go today? Wounds of a mother. Wow. Doesn't that make you just (laughs) like warm and fuzzy inside? Yeah. Uh Yeah. I mean, I'm simultaneously struck because I am a mother, but I'm struck with both. Like the wounds that Mm -hmm. I have inflicted upon my children, Mm -hmm. like not intentionally, but they happen, you know, things that have happened between my mother and I that Mm -hmm. we've had to heal from and work through. And then also wounds that sometimes happen from your kids, too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there's a lot of things in here, like a lot of different layers that we can talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's hard things, but it's good things. Like, I I always think, like, 
the the impact of stuffing it all and never mm-hmm. talking about it, never acknowledging about it, it is never going to lead to fruitfulness and holiness and freedom. Mm-hmm. But it's the talking about it, the the learning. These conversations are so important because yeah. I myself have learned from other people who have shared things that I'm like, oh, it's opened up a category for me that I didn't know about mm-hmm. myself or it's brought mm-hmm. a place of hope. And so that's my desire for this conversation is that as we talk about and share our own things, mm-hmm. that maybe it will unlock something in another person who's listening or maybe open up an area where they need hope, mm-hmm. you know, for their own healing. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's deep. It is so, deep. This is a deep one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love the our guiding quote for this episode is love can be reborn by John Paul II. And mm-hmm. I saw that and I just thought, yes, that's amazing. Love can be, rebo- you know, reborn. And like when you study any kind of attachment theory, like how we all attach to our mothers yes. and how we learn how to really, in John Paul II language, learn how to be a gift, mm-hmm. learn how to be received as a gift and how to give ourselves as a gift that in attachment theory, they tell you like the repair is more important than the rupture of mm-hmm. attachment or the break in attachment. Mm-hmm. If you can repair well, mm-hmm. you know, then you can um, heal well, mm-hmm. the, whatever rupture that has taken place. It's almost like if you break a bone, but if it's healed better, sometimes you can even build it back up so it can be stronger mm-hmm. than you were, it was before. So realizing it, looking at it through with that lens, mm-hmm. that it is like love can be reborn. Mm-hmm. And um, there is nothing that the Lord cannot redeem or restore. Mm-hmm. Nothing is off limits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think as we, we talked about this a little bit last time, but I think when we speak about generosity and we speak about every single human person ever on earth has been born of a woman mm-hmm. that every single one of us spent more or less nine months in the womb of a woman of intimately tied to her and I was listening to a podcast earlier some you know several months ago and it talked about by the time you're like 12 to 15 weeks old that you can discern as a child between the touch of the womb of the mother and then somebody else's touch on her womb mm-hmm. and by the time you're 20 weeks you're 20 weeks old a scientist shine beams of light into the womb of a woman and they shine a beam of light look like more like a, a, a laser and then one look like a face and the child directed toward more the one look like a face mm-hmm. so already you're intuiting like what what life is like the the part of the nerve endings of your brain that could intuit a face. Your mother sets the baseline for your heartbeat. Mm-hmm. She her emotional regulation releases all kinds of chemicals within you. There's an exchange of cells. Um, scientists you know know now that the cells of a child exist like you have biological children. They're already in your body, and they don't understand how they work, but they think that the cells of your children in your body have actually healing properties. Mm-hmm. That when you have a womb, they find, or when you have a wound, like a physical wound, they find that the cells of the child that you've had is actually has a healing agent. And they can't mm-hmm. even quite figure out how mm-hmm. it works yet. Mm-hmm. And so you just think about like the generosity of a mother. And, you know, we all have friends who have children. And one of my friends, you know, she has several kids. And she's like, I, you know, she's like, I had several kids and I love my kids. But she's like, my body looks like this. She's like, my husband still looks like a Greek, like a Greek God. She's like, I don't even know what God was thinking about there. She's like, but, and it's true. Like how many times women are fear of like, if I have children and my body's, I'm going to lose my figure or my husband's not going to be attracted to me anymore. Or I'm going to, and just even like the generosity of her body mm-hmm. to nurse a child at her breast, mm-hmm. to wake up all the time, you know, and just like the generosity that it takes mm-hmm. a body and soul to, to have to house a child, so to speak, to make a child at home, and mm-hmm. then how that generosity or lack thereof affects the child for all of us, and then the people that we biologically mother, spiritually mother, uh, has, a, has a profound effect on their growth as well. I think that's just a staggering thing to think of, and mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I know even talking about like a closeness like that to a mother, you know, for my own self, I was adopted. So, you know, my biological mother was a high school student and I don't know my story, but just the intuition of, you know, being 17 years old and being pregnant and unmarried, it's not really usually a welcome gift. And so yeah. just the things that may have been spoken over me in the womb or what her emotional state was or what her family said about her being pregnant and unmarried and then being put in a foster home and just things like that. So I think sometimes even just as we think about being that close to a woman are some of us, it, part of our heart's like, oh, like that's really not that close or, or intimacy has been smothering mm-hmm. or intimacy has been enmeshment or codependency versus true intimacy is seeing the other and blessing the other, giving mm-hmm. space for the other to come into their own mm-hmm. and true humanity. So just really having space at the table for everybody's reactions right now and whatever's happening in your heart, that's okay. The Lord, mm-hmm. the Lord will talk to you about that. So. And to realize, like it says, like, okay, but it says like in the commandments, we need to honor our mother and father. Yes. So I don't want to dishonor my mother by saying anything. Like I don't want to dishonor. Yes. And one of the most honoring things that you can do is to tell the truth in love yep. and not let anything lie in the darkness is to bring mm-hmm. things in light. That is actually a loving response, yes. you know, and my mom and I, just as I've gone deeper in a healing journey, my mom and I have had some really good, hard conversations mm-hmm. this year. Just not, there's no blame or no shame. <clears throat> like there's no mm-hmm. pointing fingers. There's like, okay, this is how I perceive this experience. Yeah. And my mom told me this is where she was. And man, as a mother, <laughs> I keep on telling my mom, like, mom, there's no judgment here. Like, yeah. I don't blame you, you yeah. know, like at all. Because I'm like, now as a mother, I'm like, oh, you can offer a lot of grace, mm-hmm. you know, because I think for the most part, a lot of people are just doing the best that they can with what they had, you know, what they people had. Are. Yeah, like with what they had and just honor our stories and love mm-hmm. and honor the other person's stories and love. But also to make sure that you also say there has to be a truth part to it and that things in the dark have to come into light. And when you catch yourself, but it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't like minimizing, yeah, minimizing the pain mm-hmm. or minimizing what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I love what it says, you know how we experience things, you know, like one person can experience the same situation and how your body reacts and how you react are two totally different ways. Mm -hmm. It can be traumatizing to one and not the other, Mm -hmm. you know, and to really realize that. And a lot of times when we're just um, going more into classes about trauma, it is not actually the situation that happens. It is feeling alone in the situation Mm -hmm. that happened. The compounding of that. Yes, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. creates the lasting trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, when you feel alone in the situation. Mm -hmm. And so just realizing like, okay, it's just time to bring every area into light. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful place. But it does take a while to get there, what you were saying, you know, to where you get to a place where you're like, okay, mom, I don't judge you and I don't blame Mm -hmm. you. And we can talk about this. Like, because I think for a long time when you're younger, you just, you look at your mom or adults in general, and you think a certain thing about them. Like they have it all together, their story, their, you know, all of that stuff. And now you get to this age. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have all my stuff together. And neither did they. Oh my goodness. So it brings this perspective of like, you think as a young child or as a younger person, sometimes that when you're that age, you should have it all together Mm -hmm. and you should know better or whatever that, that there's just a different level of maturity sometimes Mm -hmm. than there actually is. It's not until you get into those stages that you your compassion grows because yes. you're like, wow, there's actually a lot of pressures at this age. There's yeah. actually a lot of other things going on. And mm-hmm. maybe the marriage wasn't great or maybe, you know, you, they were suffering with depression or anxiety yes. or maybe, you know, like that yeah. they have their own story. I know as a uh, kid, yes. I never thought that my parents you had their own story. don't think your mother is human. Like you yeah, really don't think person. she's your own person. She's yeah. Person. No. And I actually remember yeah. this seems so 
dumb. <laughs> but as a high school student, I remember having a lot of my own struggles. And I think because my mom was one of the safest people to me and my family that I would take some of that out on her. So I could be really mean with my words. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't think it it ever crossed my mind that it hurt her. Mm -hmm. I, I just assumed, yeah. because you're kind of all about yourself yeah. when you're at oh, that yeah. age, right? 100%. Like that she could handle it, that I could throw anything at her and it was fine. And there was one day where we were in the car and I remember so clearly that she let me know it hurt her and mm -hmm. she reacted. And I was like, whoa. And it was, I felt embarrassed. You know, it was... It was less a fight than me just going, oh, my goodness, like, what have I done? Like, yeah. I've crossed a line, and I didn't even know that she was a real person with real feelings, mm -hmm. you know? So yes. it was just like a realization as a young person of like, oh, my goodness, I can actually wound this woman. Yes. Um, she can't take it all. Like, mm -hmm. she's a real person, too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think there's layers that we go through of like, sometimes we need to grieve certain things. Yes. Sometimes mm. we do have mothers or people in our life that intentionally did hurt us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're just doing the best that they could. Yeah. And they have a wounded story too. And mm -hmm. that doesn't justify yeah. behavior, but it can put it in context of like, instead of this being about what you did wrong yeah. to me, it can be about how can we repair, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. which is a different approach. But it does take time. It does take know? time. And I'm glad you said that because... I told another girlfriend about one of the conversations I had with my mom and she said, Michelle, I would never be able to have that conversation. Yeah. It's just not a place like yeah. we could. Yeah. Like I can have that conversation with the Lord, but I could not have it with her. Yep. And that's good to know. Like, can you have those conversations? Mm -hmm. And it just depends upon their own journey. Yeah. You know, if sometimes you can't. Sometimes you cannot. And that's okay. And like that's you okay. can't ever have that conversation with your biological mother, yeah. although there's <laughs> Many conversations I'm sure you've had in your mind, yes. you know, oh, with her, yeah. like, yeah. but that will, that will never be able to happen. And same with me. There's certain yeah. conversations I can't have, but can st healing still occur? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There's other ways for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is why I think it's so important that we started with the daughter identity mm -hmm. and the fact that our mother and father on earth are uh, just a mere icon. The beauty is an mm -hmm. icon of how God loves us in the best. And yeah. the truth is whether whether our mothers in their own story, quote unquote, wanted us or not, whether they were able to be there presently and kindly and attentively, or whether they were harsh or just said very hurtful and hateful things to us. Like every single person listening has so many different stories of the truth of the goodness of our being mm -hmm. is eternal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I've had to go back to over and over and over again. Um, because for me, like the lie planted in the womb is like you're a burden, you're not, you're mm -hmm. not wanted, and you'll never be good enough to be kept. And that pervaded every cell of my being. And going back to the Lord again and again and again and resting in the truth of I've, I was created, my mother, my mother and father came together, but I was created because God wanted me mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And it's that eternal love that gives us the covenant of healing, which means that it helps us understand, you know, because you just think of, and just think of, you know, obviously, you know, when it, say, for example, having a, a natural child, like there are times when that's probably a, a wonderful and a weighted thing. And, and then times when it feels very inconvenient or it feels like a, it feels like a, a sorrow or I, ooh, there's all kinds of stories when women get pregnant and you just look in your heart. And I don't think at the heart of any woman in the fullness of who she is, we don't want to reject a single person. Like we don't mm -hmm. want to push that away, but whatever our story is, whatever's happening at the time, 
And then whatever happens like after the child is born or just how we receive people, there's all kinds of things, but that that's largely subjective to the person. It's not the eternal truth of the goodness of every person. Mm-hmm. And I th- and this is not just a pietistical thing. I have wept over this. I have grieved. Over- I mean, <clears throat> these are yeah. eternal truths of like, Lord, whatever the story was in our mothers, our adoptive mothers, our foster mothers, our biological mothers, whatever that story was. The eternal truth of that is that you want me, that I'm here, that I'm, I'm, I'm in your image and likeness. I'm eternally good. And Lord, speak the truth to me of who I am. Mm-hmm. And which helps, gives us a framework to offer mercy, forgiveness, to experience the feelings that we have when people have hurt us and all truth and honesty, and also to receive the truth and honesty as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could give an example of what this can look like because I had this experience that was very profound in, um, in healing journey. Remember when we did restoration therapy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was one of those sessions. So, um, Part of my story is that when I, my mom and dad love each other, you know, came into this world, I was the youngest of four. But when I was three months old, my brother, who was seven, Mark, uh, passed away in a horrible accident. So here I am, this newborn. And then my family is going through this intense trauma that I Horrific. I can only yes. perceive, you know, on a certain level, like I'm yeah. just a newborn baby. And so there's things from that where I always felt this impact within my family and even for me, but I couldn't perceive what it was exactly. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was going through this healing encounter where I was back in this memory. It was almost like a just a picture. I don't know if it was Mm -hmm. a real memory, but it described a feeling Mm -hmm. within me. And so I'm in my mom's arms and she's holding me so tightly. So like secure Mm -hmm. and there was love there. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's staring at a wall and tears are streaming down her face. Mm. And as a little baby, I'm looking at her and I'm one wanting to protect her. And then the other part of me is going, do you see me? Mm -hmm. And I remember a counselor saying, um, mothers cannot grieve and bond at the same time. Mm. And I was like, oh, mm. so then she couldn't bond with me. It wasn't that she didn't want to. It was oh, this gosh, holding no. of like she wanted to. And I know my mom has said that I was such a comfort to her during mm-hmm. that time. But she couldn't give me what I what mm-hmm. I needed. It was just impossible with the situation, not her fault. Like these no, are the things that yes. you're like, not her fault at all. So I remember just bringing that to Jesus and saying like, inviting the Lord, what do you have to yes. say? And I said, because I feel like the lie is I'm not seen. Mm-hmm. And this is carried through my life yes. that people don't yep. actually mm-hmm. see yep. who I really am. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that when I'm hurting or when I need something, yeah. they don't see it. And so I had this whole prayer experience where I saw Jesus and he was on the cross and my hand was written on his name. Mm. And he said, Heather, I see you. And that scripture came to mind, like, although your mother may forget you, I've carved you in the palm of my hand. I will never forget Mm. you. And he said, Heather, I see you and I'm acknowledging Mm. you for all to see. And there was all these people staring at him and there was my hand. Your name on 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 his his hand. hand. And it was profoundly healing for me because... It was something that my mother wasn't capable of, not through her own fault, like mm-hmm. I said. But God wanted to restore whatever I needed then yes. and that I needed throughout my life because yeah. of the little lie that crept in there that yes. was actually very, very powerful. Oh, yes. And he was able to heal and restore it. Just I didn't have that conversation with my mom. I didn't need to talk to her about it. You know, yeah. I didn't need to. There was no guilt. There was no nothing associated yeah. with that. Um, but it was such a profound healing within my own heart. Mm-hmm. It restored something mm-hmm. um, that I can't even put words to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I was praying through that book, um, but it was sheltered within her heart. Mm-hmm. The one I mentioned last on as my one thing, 
there's a meditation on it. And I was praying through it when I was doing the consecration because my spiritual director said, like, you need to go back to the womb and see if there's anything else. Yeah. Like, so I was going, but I was like, oh, my parents were happily, you know. But and then when I was praying about it, it was the same sense, just a sense of overwhelm, you know. And I'm thinking the age that my mom was, she was 23, 24, but newly married, moving. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot going on. And that it was like there was overwhelm in the situation. Like, you know, I'm the oldest with that. And uh, I was praying through it. And the uh, meditations, like the Lord's like, go back deeper mm-hmm. than when, and it was like the Jeremiah before, mm-hmm. you know, I created you, I knew you. And it was like when I was sitting there in prayer and I was looking, I was at, actually at adoration. I was looking at the tabernacle. I just, it was this beautiful moment with the Lord. He's like, no, like it was almost like up in heaven. He's like, when I created you, I was at rest and there was delight. And then I was like, oh, now is the time that she comes about. Like he said, that is the most foundational implicit memory that you can have is me as foundation, as me of creator. He goes, go back even further, Michelle. Like you are delight and you were not like a burden or overwhelmed or what, like it was intentional like I'm in mm-hmm. but the word was delight I created mm-hmm. you in delight mm-hmm. and in rest and I was like oh my gosh and if, if that is the posture that I take that I was created out of yes. like that trumps the lie that mm-hmm. I you know like oh overwhelmed and I need to make sure everything's okay or so people don't get overwhelmed yes. you know and just to go forth and to realize that like the Lord is bigger you know mm-hmm. and he can redeem all of that and mm-hmm. I think for a lot of us um the way that I think um, a lot of times that we felt like um, mothers have wounded us. It's just like when mothers are distracted, when we don't have their, we don't have the mother's gaze upon us, Mm -hmm. you know, are they fully present, Mm -hmm. you know, or there's been harsh words said, you know, like Mm -hmm. a friend of mine just was telling me she just got back from Thanksgiving and she was just like, um, it was taking her a couple of days. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And Mm -hmm. she said the things that were said to me over the Thanksgiving table. She said, I'm still like, they were just harsh, you know, but I think there's something especially about a mother's words that just oh, pierce yes. and grab you. And I've seen it myself when I've said things to my kids where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I have to go back. There's and, a weightiness yes, to the, the words way, of a mother. Yes, yes. of a woman, I think. Yes. yes. A woman and mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, especially a mom towards a child. Yes. Like, and that goes for the good, too. There's yes. a weightiness to yeah, your both. words. Like yes. when your mama speak says blessing, yep. yes, or, when you speak encouragement, life, mm-hmm. like all of that, there's a weightiness to that. Um, but yeah, just the other day I had this thought just the other day, I said to one of my kids, we were talking about something and I kind of laughed and I said, oh, you're so fickle, you know, but she repeated that twice in the next day. And I was like, to to other people. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean that as a label, you know, like in my mind, I was like, whoa, she took this as potentially a label. So there's something I need to undo here. Mm -hmm. And I think those dynamics happen all the time. And often we're not aware of them as a Mm -hmm. mother or as someone in a spiritual mother Mm -hmm. role that, that we can speak blessing and we can speak curse or we can speak labels that can tie you down or we can speak identity, you know, Mm -hmm. over our, our children or people Mm -hmm. that were in a maternal role with, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just really important, I think, to repair where you can. Yes. And as quickly as you can. Oh, yeah. And, and sometimes I realize through my actions that I've given my children a certain message. And Jake and I, my husband talked about this a long time ago when our kids were little, we're like, what are the messages that we want them to know? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the, the core messages through our actions, through our words, through the way that we touch them, that we want them to know. And alternatively, I've realized there's other messages that we sent 
that we may not have said because we're Mm, really careful about our words but like maybe the impression like you have to get it right Mm -hmm. you know that you need to suck it up Mm -hmm. you need to pull yourself together like Mm -hmm. whatever it might be and I've had to undo some of those things as I see my children operating in a way I'm like oh I can see a negative impact here Mm -hmm. so now it's time to speak blessing to Mm -hmm. undo what I may have communicated Mm -hmm. so there's always hope like these situations are never lost Mm -hmm. you know but we have to be willing I think to open our heart again Mm -hmm. whether there's pain coming from what we did or what we've received Mm -hmm. and I think we have to be able to hear the hard things that we and this takes when your children get older like when there's a little bit of olderness older and I mean it depends on the age or the maturity level of your child but a good friend of ours Janine McGann I love it a question that she asks and she's when she's just been doing deep interior work in herself she said I'm noticing these things about myself that the Lord is really bringing up I would love to know how this has affected you Mm. or if it has affected you Mm -hmm. as a child and I'd like darn girl that's a great question Mm -hmm. so I asked one of my high school boys that question Mm -hmm. and he answered and it was Mm -hmm. hard to hear some of the things and you're like you're right Mm -hmm. and I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. like you are right I like that is something that I really need to look at and I am so sorry that it hurt you this way and that was never my intention but it doesn't mean that it didn't hurt Mm -hmm. you know and he was so funny he goes I feel really good about our conversation now. I'm like, like, and I'm still carrying it. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. And he was like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. but for him just to speak it and to let it go. But it's just this posture of learning from one another. Mm-hmm. Like that's what family is, being a school of love. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and that we are quick um, to forgive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, but we're quick to ask forgiveness. And for uh, for me, it was a big thing just to say, own responsibility. Like you are right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think also I was thinking about it after. I don't know if I would even have used the word right because I think right or wrong it's mm-hmm. not a right or wrong it's just mm-hmm. kind of yeah. it's just messy yeah. you know it's just humanity yeah. you know yeah. not saying I just that want to honor that that's your experience yes mm-hmm. exactly yeah and yeah and yeah and the beautiful thing is that we also have full permission to go back to the lord and sit with the lord and say okay lord what is true yes. like what do you like what do you want me to know about this like yes. what is and i think that's the struggle all of us when we are in hard conversations often we like Brene brown says we armor up mm-hmm. and we start just like even we can feel our body we stop breathing usually we can just feel our bodies tense up of like oh my gosh what's this person going to say or we are already like thinking in our minds of like how am i going to respond to this and just i just learned that big fat lesson just the other day and just having a hard conversation with a friend of mine and just listening to their heart and i had to will myself not to butt in and interrupt mm-hmm. like just be quiet and just listen to their experience. Mm-hmm. Like they're not asking you to explain yourself. Just listen. Just listen. And so being able just to listen to that person and just say, oh, you know, thank you for sharing that with me. I, I will certainly I will certainly take that to the Lord and see what the Lord wants me to say that. And, just, and please know that I had no intent to hurt you. I am so sorry. Like that was not my intent at all. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I think that helps like our hearts. And a woman came up to me at a conference some time ago and she, she's, she's a mom and she's like, I know I've hurt my kids. And she's like, well, some of them haven't talked to me in 20 years. And she's like, is there hope for me? Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, there's hope. Like there's always hope. You ask Our Lady even now to open their hearts. Ask their guardian angel intercede for them. Ask the Lord to help you have openings where you can go back and say, you know what? Like Janine, like I, I've realized this about myself. Like I am sorry as a mother. I'm sorry for what I've done, and I'm sorry. And your kids might be like, "Oh, mom, it's not a big deal." And like I can, I was like, I can tell you that it means a lot to your mm-hmm. children when mom comes back and says. I think I hurt you here mm-hmm. and I'm really sorry. And then it gave even my own mom, like all the conversations we've had since my dad died over the last 20 years of me going back to my mom and saying, mom, I was not a good daughter to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. And I, I just, 
yeah, like that's the beauty of being human. Like just the continual growth of our hearts, of the receptivity, of the generosity. But like you both are saying, it requires us with the Lord to say, okay, Lord, open my heart here. Because it's so easy for us to shut our hearts, to, to <laughs> double down on our position. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, and we don't grow like that. It takes vulnerability for all of us to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Defensiveness can shut down healing. Yes. Oh, yes. oh gosh, yes. Such, so quickly. Like yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think those are places that we have to be... I mean, we really have to look within and go, yes. why am I getting defensive? Why am yes. I feeling yes. defensive yes. right mm-hmm. now? Yep. Yep, yep, and yep. is it possible, like you said, sister, you know, like you knew that you had to hold some of your comments to yourself yes. and just mm-hmm. listen. Yep. You know, if we're not capable of doing that, mm-hmm. why? Like, mm-hmm. what is it that we're so afraid of? I think for many of us, we're afraid that we've failed, that we're yeah. not a good mother mm-hmm. or that we're that not we're a good now because, mm-hmm. yeah, person yeah, or we're yeah. not, that we've done all of this and all we've done is wound our children. No. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay for my kids to go to counseling for anything that I've done, you know, in the future, like. <laughs> yeah. I always tell my kids, it'll make you funny, though, and relatable. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> I have some stories. Uh, no. uh, yeah, but I've asked yeah. my kids that, too. I've, I've asked them at times where, like, you know, have you guys ever felt like this? Like, because of how dad and I, like, yeah. I'm just curious. And mm-hmm. if they're like, oh, no, I'm like, you can be honest. Yes. You can really tell me. But yeah. it's because I have the capacity to hear them and not get defensive. I shouldn't ask that question if I can't deal with the truth. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So we have to be in a place where we're growing in maturity so we can handle that. Mm-hmm. And I think maturity also enters into the picture in a big way when our kids hurt us. Mm-hmm. Now, I've noticed oh, yeah, at times, that, yeah. yeah, like there's there's been times where my kids have hurt my feelings just like I did for my mom and that other story. Yes. Like we can get hurt. We're just people. Our hearts are tender. There's yeah. little parts of us too, you know. Yes. And sometimes our kids can be flippant or they can be, you know, not mm-hmm. not very thoughtful and, and things come out or you feel like you're being taken advantage of and they're just going to take, take, take and like all of those yeah. things. So it's like, how do I handle that with maturity, but with love? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how can I say, hey, I feel like you're asking for a lot, but we're not really having like great relationship with each mm-hmm. other. Can we talk about that? The alternative is that I'm not mature and and I just start reacting and being passive aggressive with my comments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which I've realized for some of my children can be very, very hurtful. Like mm-hmm. even though I'm not snapping back and being mean per se, there's something in there that yes. they're so perceptive that they yeah. know that I'm communicating mm-hmm. and it's yeah. hurtful. So I've realized do I want to keep the hurt growing between us, you know, through these exchanges? Or do I want to be able to just come to them and say, Mm -hmm. hey, what you said really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. I need need you to know that. And the times that I've done that, especially with my oldest daughter, because now she's older, it just happens in a different way. It's been so good for our relationship to Mm -hmm. just address it right away and to be like, you know, I've had to look within myself and say, I don't want to respond like a child mm-hmm. and shut down and push them away because mm-hmm. that's that's not what a mother should do. Mm-hmm. Like when I get hurt by them, I need to go to them and repair. Yeah. You know, I'm the adult. They're not here to take care of me. Yes. I'm the mother. You know, like I need yeah. to initiate even yeah. if I'm the one that's been hurt. Yes. So what do I want to do in my littleness sometimes? Yeah, I want to wall up. I don't want to talk to them. I want to like play that game. I'm just like, go away. I don't want to do anything for you. No, I'm not giving you a ride. Like I can yeah. do that. Like oh, I can yeah. just or go silent there, treatment. silent <laughs> treatment, all those things, yeah, you know, yep. but I'm like, no, if I'm going to teach them what love truly is, yep. that even when you're hurt, that you still give, that mm-hmm, you still girl. love, that you still, still repair. Generous, yeah. These are hard things. Mm-hmm. Very oh my gosh, hard the things. hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking around like, okay, 
who's the adult in the room? Oh, crap. I am. I'm the adult in the room. I'm the parent in the room. I've got to it's respond hard. differently. Every time. You know, yeah. every time. Yeah. There's yeah. a funny meme around going around and made me laugh. They're like, I wonder if I put a bow on my head and lie under the Christmas tree if my kids will realize what a gift I am. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I was like, okay. But I was laughing because I think for like mothers, just even create, yeah. like we have to create Christmas or do this. And there's a yes. lot of behind the scenes things and for both parents, but I think especially mothers. But yes. Oftentimes, like, oh, my gosh, I'm responding like a child here. And, like, my question is, do I want to be right or do I want to be loving? Yeah. You know, it really because I'm like, but I'm right in this situation. You know, and it doesn't make a difference. It's mm -hmm. not right or wrong. Like I said earlier before, it's all right. What is the deeper issue? Mm -hmm. Why is this child responding this way? There is a deep root issue. Can I be present to where they are at mm -hmm. and love? Even though sometimes it's like everything in me just wants to be like, uh-uh, go away. Mm -hmm. You know, but you're like, no. I realize there's there's something in my body when something is hard, like that I want to become a escape artist, mm. you know? And I was like, and that is, it's and there's a difference between stepping back, gaining your composure, sure. or where you just want to run away. So true. They're like, there's a, there's a difference. And like, when I want to become the escape artist, that's when I turn back around and like, I lean in and love, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm really noticing, I think it's um, easier with children almost than it is in marriage. Like, when it's really close in marriage and you're like, okay, I'm going to run right now because I don't want, like, like there's a nerve that's hitting and there's a deeper intimacy that's being asked of me. Like, I don't know what to do, you know, or I, I just want to big leap up, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. with your children, I think it's the armor because you're like, I'm going to guard my heart because they're a part of my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, there are oh, little parts that are walking around yeah. of my heart, you know, and like, I know for two of my children, like there's a lot when it comes to adoptions to make me cry, like. There's parts, like, they test you to make sure, is she going to leave? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. my other mother leaves. So I was, it's like, it gets yeah. old being a punching bag <laughs> sometimes. I know. Like, yeah. because they'll, like, they try to, and they don't do it. It's And you realize this is not you against this child. It's you against the, their, the, this part of their story yeah. where there's abandonment, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's can like, we go higher? And can like, we go higher? Can we go higher than their words, than their mm -hmm. whatever is coming at us oh my to gosh. see what their need is, yeah. their real deep desire? And you cannot take it personally. Oh like my you gosh, that's the hardest. I used to have it that on a sticky note on my um, refrigerator, you cannot take it personally, mm -hmm. you know, because it's not. It's about a deep wound in the hem and that you need to lean in and love. And that's the sacrificial love, and that's the generosity. But to respond that way, you need to be being poured in and receptive yeah. from the Lord. Oh, we can't up. do this on Yes, our own. you cannot do no. it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it is only by grace, you know, receptivity. Mm -hmm. Because you love these children, you'll do anything for them. Mm -hmm. Sister? No, that's exactly what I was going to say, just listening to both of you. Like, those are the places, especially where we just turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know what to do yes. here. Or, Lord, show me what I need to know. Or, Lord, give me the grace to respond with your love. Mm -hmm. Like, because we don't have it on our own. No. Accord. And, and, and for many of us, many times, like, that's an invitation to either go to counseling or to, like, start reading about, like, areas where we have find our continuous pattern of responses that are not helpful, mm -hmm. that are destructive. Okay, Lord, what's happening? Because it's nothing is random or arbitrary. Even the way we respond to people, it is never random or arbitrary. And I think those are the places where all of us in our hearts have to dig very deep uh, many times and just turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know. Like, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do here. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how to, what, I don't know what my child needs. Like, can you tell me? Like, what, or what, am I like a coworker? And like, what do they need? Or what, how can I respond in love? Like, help me. I, everything in me wants to lash out right now. 
So Jesus, come and tend to this place of my heart and teach me. I, that, that's, I really believe when St. Paul says, pray without ceasing, these are the things that he's talking about. It's not just rote prayers that we're praying without ceasing. It's the cry of our heart, like St. Teresa said, the prayer is a cry of our heart toward the oh Lord. Gosh, like, Lord, yes. bring me grace, bring me wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, fear the Lord. Like, Lord, come and fill my heart because I, I need you here and I, I can't do this by mm -hmm. myself. And the Lord once again rushes in to the areas that were receptive and it fills us with his generosity to be able to give us so we can love the way he loves. And that's the, mm -hmm. that's the masterpiece. Like C.S. Lewis says, that's where all of us are a masterpiece in progress. And mm -hmm. the Lord is always refining us and, and mm -hmm. amen to it. Yeah. And so many of us, I think, are looking to children, husband, other, um, to fill something in us, yes. a gap in us that only God can fill. Amen. And so like if our identity is found in our motherhood, instead of as a child of God, yes. we're going to be asking our kids like, implicitly to fill this void in us, That's to so affirm good. certain yep. things or to act a certain way so that we look like a good mother or whatever oh, it might be. Yes, and so yeah, if they act yeah. out of order in some way, mm -hmm. then then we feel the shame and the failure mm -hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. So I think it's important to just notice there could be a number of dynamics at play when we release the other yeah. to just be who they are mm -hmm. and to love in the ways that they want to yes. be yeah. loving and to not force them to fill certain mm -hmm. things within us or else we're not going to respond in love. Oh, you know what I mean? The so games, true. the mm -hmm. yes. the codependency, the yes. all of these unhealthy behaviors, these can all be healed. They can mm -hmm. all experience the healing and the touch of God. Mm -hmm. And I know for my husband, he he has this beautiful thing happening in his own life where he's been really desiring to know God the Father and and the Father has told him, there's men that I've given you in your life and that I'm going to continue to give you that become like a mosaic of who I am, that they have a, a part of my heart, of my attributes that I want you to know. Yeah. And so when you put all of those people together, they create this mosaic of the Father. And I think similarly, we need that to happen with mothers too. Yes. And there's mm -hmm. people that we can open our hearts to, like let's say your mother isn't great um, and it's been a difficult relationship, or let's say she is great, but there's still areas that oh, you yes. have need for, yeah, you know, certainly. that there's other people that God wants to yes. bring in your life mm -hmm. that can reveal the face of a mother. Of, mm -hmm. And I think Mary is also an important role in that mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, That'll a lot. be a lot just to continue to sit with and let that unfold in each of our hearts. Yeah. yeah. So should we talk about our one things for the week? Anything else you all want to add that's burning on your heart? No. Any burning desires? Mm -mm. No. All right. Heather, do you want to talk about your one thing for the week? My one thing, this song is my favorite right now. I have a lot of songs right yeah, now. Yeah, girl, you do thing. it. You sing. You want to I've sing just for been, us? No, I don't. Okay. All but right. thank just you for right. the invitation. Um, yes. <clears throat> yeah, I mm -hmm. spend a lot of time at home. I yeah. just have a quiet life, yes, you, you know, and I just mm -hmm. turn on different music. I listen to music as I'm working and doing the dishes mm -hmm. and take care of the doggos and all that stuff. So this one is called On the Altar by Ooh. Upper Room. Oh, you are playing that earlier today. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Mm -hmm. Just... Take it to your prayer time mm -hmm. and sit with it. It's so good. I love the tiny hand right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we love you, Michelle. Okay, go listen to that song. Yeah, it's so okay. good. Michelle, what's right. your one thing? The my tiny hands? One, yeah. no. <laughs> my, she's people. Do you see what I have to deal with? That Instagram Do you reel. what we're talking about? Go on YouTube. Yes. yes. Yeah, if, if you got to put that Instagram reel up, it's never enough. It's never enough. The person had all the tiny hands and all their hands, like all their fingers. That yes. The best. Anyway, we digress. Go ahead. Michelle. You're yeah, judging me with this. Yeah, I, I am. You're okay, right. Thank you. Uh, mine is a song actually from J.J. Heller, and it's called The Mother Song. And it is just a precious song about just a relationship with her mother and just honoring her and learning 
as she learns how to be a mother. And mm. I think there's something like, if you've never listened to J.J. Heller, I really. She's lovely. She is lovely. Mm. And she has two albums that are lullaby songs, too, mm-hmm. that are just lovely also. So, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, they both have the tiny hands in front of their face. I'm so sorry, people. <laughs> Sister Miriam, what is your one thing? Yes. Well, my one my one thing for the <laughs> You're just so distorted. Oh. You just love me why you love uh-huh. to have fun. Okay. This is the best $2.50 we've Girl, ever spent. Girl, this is spent. like the gift that, oh, Your one thing is. My, tiny <laughs> my, my one thing for the week is actually a gift that somebody gave me. I was at a conference and somebody gave me two bags of Verso Lalto coffee. From Ooh. the Verso Lalto coffee roasters, they're a coffee, a Catholic coffee company, and Verso Lalto is to the heights, like Pierre Giorgio Frassati, one of his famous sayings. And so they've oh. developed a whole coffee roasting company around that theme, and just it's wonderful tasting coffee, and they're a great Catholic family, and it's, it's small batch roasted, and it's I mean they have so many different roasts available. So I want to taste all the Catholic coffees. Oh, we should. Oh, we yes. should. Do that. We should yeah. do like a whole. I mean, not taste that I'm test. making yeah. a plug. No. To co- Catholic coffee roasters to send us coffee. Oh, but no, we would never be, do that. I we would never say, please send us all your coffee and there your you roast because we would love to do like a, we could do a whole episode on that. We'd have to we, be together though. But anyway, no, there's a lot to coffee roasters. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like awesome. how you say, ver- say it again. There's a lot though. You say it very well. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, how would you like to say it, Michelle? <laughs> Let's have a whole episode of Michelle trying, oh, to, say, say, trying to say Latin words. Yes. <laughs> Exactly, especially all the Latin, you know. So, oh, dear friends, well, thank you for joining us on our second installment of our motherhood series, and we will continue next week with part three. So, until then, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye.